Hello and good evening. It's great to be back here. It's been a while, so I hope you are all well. Lovely to be here. And uh, this is uh, this is Anne Collins. For those who haven't uh, haven't seen me live in the group, um, I'm very happy to be here. So I am your host, and I'm delighted to share with you um, another live. It's been it's been quite a while. And uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a qualified and accredited international executive and leadership coach, and I'm also the director of the Belfort. School of English here uh, on the Swiss-German border but in France. So I help high-achieving senior leaders and executives working in global companies or in other organisations to build a career that they absolutely love, to find purpose and to really start living, living out that purpose, living their legacy and to have an impact beyond their organisation and create new possibilities um, for others as well. So this evening I'm going to be talking about why it's really time to invest in personal development. So I was recently listening to some sports journalists on the French radio who were talking about the standard of tennis playing in the professional game. And as you know, the Roland Garros tournament is going on at the moment. And you will have heard how the top Japanese player, Naomi Osaka, the number the number two in the world, withdrew from the tournament this week over doing press conferences and about her need to protect her own mental health and well-being. And what was interesting, the sports journalists that I listened to um, who were who were commenting on this, um, they were saying that the standard of playing amongst professional players is now so high that the difference is clearly down to what they call the mental game. So by that, they really mean the mindset. And uh, and this was I felt this was really very interesting because I think this has been this has been coming this has been coming up quite a lot I think in different sports and the other area that I've heard I've heard quite a bit about it is in the field of rugby and I think for a long time now commentators have been saying similar things that uh, you know all the all the all the top teams they have great talent they're on top physical form they have amazing technique they've done all the drills the strategies are clear they the preparation is uh, is is down to the down to the minute everything is calculated and and really the difference is in the mental game. So, you know, I'm not an expert in sports psychology, not at all, but it seems to me that resilience in particular is vital. And so what do I mean by resilience? So I, I really mean two things by this. It's not uh, it's not just carry on and when things are difficult. It really is uh, two things that are quite, quite distinct. So the first one is the ability to absorb difficulties. So in a sense, that is the carry on. Um, but it also that relies on people knowing knowing their stuff. So having that technical brilliance in a, in, a, in a sports setting and being able to continue no matter, no matter what um, comes at them. But the second one is the ability to adapt and pivot. And for that, we need creativity, we need flair, and of course, we need great team dynamics as well. And that... Uh, that maybe comes with drills, but I think it's something else. It's, I think that comes with a certain mindset as well. And so I've been thinking a lot about this and I think uh, my own journey in formal education as a teacher um, has has really been interesting because uh, uh, as a teacher I started very much in the formal education setting but I've moved very much towards self-education and personal development and I, and I combine both in, in my teaching. 
and training. And this, uh, but this idea of mental preparation and stress management and mindset is not at all new, of course. Um, back in the back in the 1990s, I was working as a primary school teacher and studying for a master's degree in primary education uh, in London part time. And as, and as I was doing that, we had we had the choice of various options, and I became very interested in assessment um, and learning, and specifically self-assessment and how this could transform teaching and learning. And this for me was where the whole journey started in terms of understanding the importance of self-learning and personal development and in particular mindset with, within that. Now in those days it wasn't really articulated in those terms but in fact that's, a, that's exactly what we were doing. So we were encouraging children to reflect on their work, to reflect on their learning, to develop their confidence by taking responsibility for what they were doing, for taking responsibility for what their next step needed to be and to positively learn from difficulties. So we, we weren't saying um, learn from failure we weren't using those words but in fact that's what we would that's what we were trying to do we were trying to develop a growth mindset although that yes as I said that wasn't the language that we uh, that we were using at that time and it soon took off and in the UK certainly it was fairly mainstream in uh, in primary schools at least I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was it was fairly uh, established in secondary schools as well and so at least by the mid 2000s that was uh, it was fairly established and and now it's it's uh, second nature to teachers and this shift towards helping children to self-assess their work was in fact a major change and what it did was uh, threefold I think so as teachers it meant that we really had to listen to children we had to listen to what they were saying about their learning and before we hadn't we hadn't had to do that in a sense we were doing it but it wasn't formalized we were we were having to listen much more carefully to what the children were saying what they thought were their next steps and that was very illuminating because it often wasn't uh, wasn't exactly what we had imagined that they might say so for example we could be working on a story planning exercise and uh, and when we asked them what they felt they needed to improve they might say they needed to improve their handwriting now to us this wasn't on the same not maybe not on the same on the same line of uh, line of thinking um, but we were then wondering well why where did that message come from is that actually the message I'm giving as I'm teaching so it meant that as teachers we became much more self-reflective as well but also uh, in uh, alongside the children doing the same thing so this was very interesting also in a second way because it changed the dialogue between teacher and pupil and finally thirdly it changed the dialogue that the child was having with themselves and so I found this really interesting because we were encouraging children to ask what could I do differently what could I do better and what do I want the result to be and this really is is very much about uh, self-assessment that we had been using in the classroom you know 25 years ago and and you might say well isn't all types of education personal development well this is an interesting question because is it and I think all learning is personal but is it development? And for me, personal development requires us to challenge or change the way we're thinking. 
So is so is this learning challenging us? And and quite often, if we're learning in a very formal and more traditional way, we may be absorbing, we may be reflecting on that content. But is that challenging us to really think differently about what we're thinking? Is it helping us to change the way we see ourselves? So personal development, I would say, I would argue, gives you more than knowledge and skills. And I think that this is this is really where the, the value comes in. And, and I would just like to point out, I'm not saying it's one or the other, and I will come back to that. It, they really are complementary. But for me, it's, it's a very important part that we can't neglect. So purpose needs to come first. Why am I doing this? Why am I bothering learning this in the first place? And then we need the vision of a plan. And then, of course, difficulties crop up. Maybe we don't have all the skills we need to do that. Maybe something else has to happen. Maybe we need someone to help us, whatever it is. So we need that mindset to overcome difficulties, that growth mindset that we were just talking about. We need that mindset to lean into failure, to ask ourselves, well, tell, tell myself more about that. And if we're working in a team, we might ask the team, tell me more about that, leaning into those problems, finding out more, discovering, being curious about what is happening. Finally, to ask for help and also to take imperfect action. So then when we've done all of that bit, we also need the motivation to really get going, the motivation and the confidence to step into that and decide, yes, that's where I really want to go. So it's quite different to maybe learning about a certain area of history or um, in terms of learning some mathematics, depending how we're, depending how we're being taught it, of course. So I think uh, part of this is all about whether whether the education, whether that's personal education, self-education, whatever we're going to call it, whether we are now challenging ourselves to become the person that we need to be in order to achieve whatever it is we want to achieve. So if you want to be making a contribution to a global debate on poverty, for example, what person do you need to become? If you want to have energy to enjoy your family and friends at the weekend, what person do you need to become? This is, it takes us to that next level, not just making a list of things to do. What kind of person do I need to become to allow that change? So personal development allows us to truly take responsibility for the things that we can change. And it brings us back, in fact, um, to a prayer from St. Francis of Assisi. And as a little girl, my mum had this prayer on her windowsill just above the sink. And just as you looked out into the garden and she had a little, uh, little wooden plaquette, plaquette, I can't even think of the word, little plaque with this prayer written on it. And uh, it, it generally goes something like this, you know, please give me me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And for me, I think whilst that is a religious, a religious, uh, uh, there is a religious sentiment there, I think it is also a very powerful message about personal development. And it's taken me many years to start to truly understand that.
And in a similar way, coaching, coaching helps along that journey. It, it, takes, it takes many people on a personal development journey. Where they go, of course, depends on them. But for me, it doesn't replace traditional formal education, but it certainly completes it. And the self-awareness that it brings, the mental and emotional agility that it develops, and the growth mindset that it fosters is an area of education that is becoming recognised worldwide. And thankfully, in more and more schools around the world, we're seeing this uh, being, uh, being part of the everyday curriculum now. And our expectations of our lives have really changed. And so our education needs to catch up, especially for those who are adults now. And maybe we missed out on that um, when we were at school. So no matter, no matter what our age, this kind of personal development, this self-education is really important, I think. Because living with purpose, living our legacy and stepping into the vision of where we want to be requires more, I would, I would uh, say, is it requires more than academic qualifications. We need to open our minds, we need to have that clear vision and we need to have the courage. And so for all of those things, yes, the mental game, coming back to the sports people, the mental game is what's going to make the difference, I really do believe. And whether our project is to manage our time and energy better between work and family or to reach the final at Wimbledon, working on changing the way that we think about ourselves is going to be key. Well, that's it for, for this evening from me. And uh, thanks very much for joining me. And do join me again soon on the podcast. There are some new uh, episodes on there. So do go and click on those if you are interested. It's great. I can see a couple of people are there. Oh, hello, Linda. Ah, yes, Linda's saying that she learned about the theory of growth mindset from her daughter and, and her international schools. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that how education has changed and what, uh, um, and what a great start we're giving our children to, to really share that and integrate it into their education. Well, it's great to see you all here if you're with me and if you're catching up on the replay. Um, do leave a comment below and tell me what you found interesting. If you agree with me, maybe you don't um, put a, a do let me know what you think. Thanks very much. Take care. Goodbye.